0: hello and welcome to today's issue of chapter by chapter for eye of the world i am your host will cowan and with me like always is mr steve haynes steve haynes how you doing today
1: today i am doing swell
0: swell that's great uh today we're going to be looking at chapter 14 the stag and lion the there's there's a weird fascination with uh Not even weird. It's just there's a fascination with like bars and innkeeps in this series. Like it's just like.
1: The bars and innkeeps are the staple of any medieval fantasy story. Well, yeah, that's like
0: it is the Facebook of fantasy. Like that's where you get. Where else do you
1: stop on your quest for some ale? Yeah, exactly.
0: And and some information and just getting to know what what's going on around the world. And that's really what our heroes are doing right now they come to the stag and lion uh to kind of rest up but as they come into the stag and lion like lan and uh moraine who are moraine. now going under the aliases of alice and alice and andy i can't remember and and, and anders 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 moraine and Lan are looking they're coming into the stake line and they're starting to look for information. Like the first thing that they they do as soon as they come into the inn, they say hi to Master Fitch, who's like an old friend of theirs and they've seen him a couple of times. But they're like they're looking for information. And uh Lan and Moraine go and do their own thing while Ran, Matt, and Perrin, uh, and Tom all are just kind of shuffled off to to take their to take some baths. And uh
1: Go wash up. Yeah. We'll bring you some bread. Yeah. Shine your swords, shine your shoes. Get cleaned up and fill those stamina bars. Look,
0: look, we all know that every bar that we go to, you got to have a bath.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I remember many, many nights <laughs> stumbling into a local establishment and getting, ordering a pint of delicious ale and getting them washed up by a comely lass. <laughs> They're like, or, or, or a man. They're like, a
0: man Last, Sir, can you please get out of our sink? We need to do dishes. It's. <laughs>
1: There's a. Or, hey, if you can't pay for your. If, if you can't pay for your wares, your food and wares in coin, <laughs> then it looks like you're doing the washing up for the next <laughs> guy that, come, that visits the bar. Uh, his name. His name is Andra. Andra. We I'll... were close.
0: Alice and Andra. We said I said Andy.
1: I said Anders. Anders.
0: No, neither.
1: So I think I'm closer.
0: You're probably closer, but uh, I don't know. Andy sounds like a fake name to me. If I was gonna go in incognito, I'd be like Andy.
1: Andy sounds fake. Yeah, Andy. It's the s- only one that's a real name. No,
0: no, no, no. I mean, like in like when you're trying to hide, when you're trying to like, this is my this is my fake name. Andy's a good fake name.
1: Andy's a great name, you know, like nobody wants to be named. Nobody Andy. wants to be named. I'm sorry, <laughs> It's all Andys out there. Yeah,
0: but you, you, with that name, you can kind of disappear. Like if you have like a, I don't know, like a Chantel, or something like that, people are gonna be like, "That's a, that's a recognizable name."
1: Chantel's front and center.
0: Um, just before Rand. And the rest of the gang go into their bath. He he overhears uh, Moraine talking to Fitch about um, talking to... Gildan. Uh, Gildon, And she's like, also, where's Min? I want to talk to Min. This this person named Min. And that's pretty much all we get from that conversation before they're kind of like shuffled off into their bathtubs. Because it's kind of like eavesdropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing that Rand does a lot in like this series... So far is like, he kind of just listens to things that are going on. And I guess that's fair because he's not really like, he's not controlling the plot at this point. He's very much just a a passive. Well, and
1: it's a way to tell the, tell the story and, and world building through land's perspective.
0: Yeah. 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 So he's, he doesn't, um, he doesn't know what's going on outside the world of Emmons field. So he's kind of like, taking it all in with us. We we are Rand. Or Land. Or Land. <laughs> <laughs> uh so when they get to the uh when they get into the tub, there's a bath attendant who's just hanging out, watching them, making sure they're bathing. <laughs> bathing. This is what I'm talking about. Bath attendants? Yeah. They got it made. I want a bath attendant.
1: How do you end up in that position? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> it's
0: a do you do you get promoted to bath attendant or is the is it that a demotion? What what is the steps? What are the steps here to become a bath attendant? Uh and as they're kind of like, you know, soaking it up in the tub, uh they start talking to the bath attendant and he's talking about he starts mentioning that like, oh, we we hear about Trollocs tro- in the forest and then Ma- uh Matt starts like almost blabbering about like he's like, "Oh,
1: Trogs in the forest. Trogs, let me tell you about Trollocs in the forest.
0: We saw Trollocs in the forest. So many Trollocs. So many Trogs. And everybody's like, shut up, shut up, shut, shut, shut up, shut up, shut, shut up. And uh, there's a great little line in that in that scene where he's just like, he's looking at everybody like, why are you all idiots? We definitely saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
1: just. Mm, guys. Guys. We totally for sure saw Trolls, you dum-dums.
0: Yeah. Um but they're trying to, like, they can't, they shut Matt up because they can't tell people this. Like, they can't tell to people those uh, that information. I think we covered that in the last chapter, that, like, if they explain to people what they're doing there from Emmons Field, then a group called the Children of the Light might be, might take interest in them. And the Children of the Light is, like, this group of people. Have you ever played The Witcher games at all, Steve? Only uh, yes. I
1: I'll, I'll say I'll answer that with yes. Okay.
0: So there's this group uh the eternal fire in uh, the Witcher stories and they're it they pretty much operate in the same sort of fashion where they're just like they're not they're very anti magic, very anti things that aren't just like straight up people, regular ass people. And children of the
1: light. Well, well, that's a great explanation, but I am going to intercept ya. With some glossary action for Children of the Light. Hit me with that glossary. The Children of the Light, a society holding strict, ascetic beliefs dedicated to the defeat of the Dark One and the destruction of all Dark Friends, founded during the War of the Hundred Years by Lothair Mantilar to proselytize against increasing numbers of Dark Friends. They evolved during the war into a completely military organization, extremely rigid in their beliefs and completely certain that only they know the truth and the right. They hate Aes Sedai, considering them, and any who support them or befriend them, dark friends. They are known despairingly as white cloaks. Their sign is a golden sunburst on a field of white. End Glossary
0: That was great. That was fantastic. I hope you liked it. Yeah. Once we put some music behind that, oof. Listen, this is all I got, guys. <laughs> Please don't take it away from me. So yeah, that's the reason why they can't t- talk to the talk to anybody about why they're there. Because like, if if you people found out that Trollocs are interested in you, the White Cloaks are gonna find out, and they're gonna be like, "Why are they interested in you? Get the hell out! Like, you're gonna be interrogated or something. Not good. Things are gonna happen.
1: Super suspicious. N- nothing good. Yeah. No
0: uh land shows up he gets in he gets into a bath as well i can't remember if there's more of a conversation that happens at that point i think it's just like they're just more they're just
1: there's a lot of bathing going on going on there's a lot of bath talk there's a lot of bath talk (laughs) like oh man my feet are killing me i've got a chill in my bones hey Rand, i got this corn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the bottom I got this corn on my big toe. Look at it. Wonder if you can help me out here, give it a scrub. Look at this corn. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of bath talk. They're just chilling.
0: Um yeah, and they they wrap up their bath and then the next the next step they go uh they leave the bath and as they're leaving the bath, Rand sees Moraine in kind of this dining hall, and she's talking to this tall, slender, kind of I, I wanna refrain from the using the word tomboyish, but that's kind of the only like
1: well, she's dressed like a boy. She's in men's clothing. Yeah, she's in she's men's in clothing. Men's so clothing.
0: I don't know if that's like a style choice uh, for men because it's a, because Rand is like that's a woman because like if she's dressing up as a man to the disguise, then she's obviously not doing a very good job.
1: Yeah. So it must be well, just maybe she it just maybe it just, she just gets a better fit. Yeah.
0: But hey, look in men's. no problem with that, no problem whatsoever. But as as he's uh talking to her they or as they're talking they stop talking they as they're talking they stop talking
1: <laughs> and she's scur- sure, sure that's a way of saying it <laughs> i would also just say they stop talking <laughs> and then the girl takes off
0: yeah she just takes off and then uh they come they come in for dinner and they just chow down on some food and they have a little bit of a conversation and Land starts talking about some of the news that he's got from just asking people around the bar and he was able to confirm that the Battle of Gilodon, the uh, false dragon, did actually win and that his name is Loghain.
1: Loghain. Which
0: uh I take Loghain whenever I have a headache. Uh <laughs>
1: I take it to grow my hair back.
0: <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good, it's a, it's an all around purpose drug, but Loghain in the world of uh Wheel of Time, he's the false dragon. Or he might be the real dragon. We don't know really.
1: We don't know, but he's a dragon reputation dubious. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And he did win that battle. And uh, they don't so some Aes Sedai were sent from uh, Tarvalon or Tar Tarvalin to to kind of fight him during that battle at Giladon. but it's unsure like what happened to those Aes Sedai. Some of them may be missing, some of them might have actually joined joined him. Uh, and a bunch mm-hmm. of them could have been killed they don't know what's going to happen but uh because of the news moraine pretty much decides at that point she's like well, I, we're going to stay here for about two days we're going to hang out here just kind of relax and then we're going to get back on the road um and that and then they go to bed and then the next part here is probably the most interesting part in the chapter
1: we got ourselves another dream sequence dream sequence
0: I love the dream sequences. They're, the way he writes dreams are fun. They are. They're awesome. Yeah. So in the dream, Rand, uh, Rand sees he dreams of being in a room like this dining room thing. Uh, that's very like. Can't I'm trying to remember exactly how each.
1: It's like a it's like a long stone hallway.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like a dark. It's like a
1: dark hallway.
0: Yeah. Isn't there like a fireplace? Like castle hallway. Fireplace in there, or like I, I always I thought of it as more like a dining room or something like that. But it's a it's a big stone room, like in a castle or something like that.
1: Well, he no, he st- yeah he starts in like a long hallway, and then walks down the hallway and gets into like a big chamber, right? Which is what you're thinking of. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And in that chamber, he sees uh, a man there. And he's in front of a fireplace, correct? Like, he's like, there's, there's yes. a fireplace there, and he can't really tell who it is. And at this point, Rand Ran doesn't really, he, he can't really decide if this is just a dream or a nightmare. And then, uh, as the guy starts talking to him, it becomes clear that this is Baal It's the dark one. Bam, 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 bam. That is his theme song. <laughs>
1: Every Uh yeah, it took me a while to realize that this wasn't the devil. I thought it said Bob. Oh
0: man, I uh yeah, I thought it was Bielzelbob Bob.
1: Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's not, but it kinda is. I mean, it's it's the Dark Lord. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, he's described in, like, he has, like, a mouth of flame, mouth and eyes of flame. Yeah.
0: You know, may, maybe maybe it's just me, but I love thinking about, like, evil guys like this as, like, Matthew McConaughey types.
1: Okay.
0: Like, kind of skinny, skin like... Skinny, <laughs> skin, like I w- Fire eyes. Fire eyes. You know, Matt, you, look, I don't have to explain Matthew McConaughey. You don't have to explain. <laughs> I got it. So, Matthew McConaughey starts uh t- t- like basically he's taunting Rand. He's like uh yeah. He's like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: uh he's giving him the spooky runaround.
0: Yeah, he's like you think that the you think that the White Tower, the the Aes Sedai, are here for your side, but they're going to use you. They're going to use you like they used all the other False Dragons and he starts naming them off, like this dragon and this dragon and this dragon and this dragon. And uh one of them is Logan. He's like they they're they're gonna use you like they use them. You're nothing to them. There's nothing that you can do to make yourself important to them, other for their whatever their cause is. And he also mentions like uh, the events that happened in the prologue where he was talking to Kinslayer, and that Beals- Balsamon was the guy that was that drove Kinslayer insane and and uh, killed made him kill his wife and everything like that.
1: He was the other he guy? He was the other guy, yeah. In the prologue? Yep. And yeah, so he was the dark-cloaked spooky yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. He was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um.
0: And as he's like, and Rand is like trying to get away and he's trying to force himself to wake up and he's like scratching at the door, trying to like break himself away or whatever. And uh, there's a point in that conversation where there's a rat that ends up on the table or in the front, on the floor, there's a rat shows up in front of. him. Yeah. And, uh, Balzaman takes his finger and he starts bending. He starts like bending his finger just like just normally, but then like the rats screaming and screaming and screaming. And then his, his back breaks, which is, uh, yeah, just by moving, just by moving his finger, which is like a little disconcerting. Look, look, man, like Matthew McConaughey has a lot of powers. And I don't know. If-
1: and then he starts to do it the rand right after, does he not, to prove that he's not dreaming?
0: I th- I, I honestly can't remember. I don't remember that at all.
1: Yeah, he he starts to do it and like inflicts a little bit of pain on him. Doesn't that wake him up? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Then yeah, I think I remember that because that wakes him up, and then like Rand sits up in his bed and he starts thinking like, should I tell Moraine about this? Because he he al- he kind of believes yeah. Balzamon at this point, and we don't know what the Aes Sedai... Whole deal is and I, like the
1: no, we still don't. And he wakes up and and everyone else is asleep, but he's just Moraine is the first one he thinks of because I don't know, she's pretty, she's the only what wizard that you're rolling with. I guess, well, I guess you kind of got another one, but you're rolling with a high class wizard. You're probably gonna ask the wizard about your dreams about the devil. Yeah, that's all I'm saying.
0: I mean, if you trust that wizard, that's the that's the whole thing that I think is trying to get across here. He's that he doesn't know. He doesn't know if he can trust the eyes to eye Cause he's just kind of going along with this right now.
1: Yeah. So another, another thing that Basil says is that Rand's parents were chosen by the white tower. Hmm. And what the fuck? And what does that mean? What does, what does that mean? I mean, it's a, it's a question. It's a mystery that we'll, we'll get to later in the, in the novel. I hope. Probably this is this is
0: probably a question but that's going to linger till if I'm if I'm
1: going to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of questions that came up from Baselmon, and uh, I didn't know how I didn't know like half the things he was saying. If I'm going to be honest, well, <laughs> there's, eye of the uh, world, he, doom yet to come. I mean, he's got a mouthful oh, yeah. to spit to ran.
0: Yeah, there's a doom yet to come. Like there's an like is that a possible another breaking, another breaking of the world? Like what is? What is it? what is Matthew McConaughey? Well, he speaks of the
1: doom plans. yet to come. He speaks of the eye of the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I don't I don't I mean I I don't know. We'll see,
0: we'll see where it goes, but that that pretty much wraps up this chapter for today, with Rand sitting up in bed, thinking about Moraine and Matthew McConaughey.
1: Yeah, that's right where we leave off. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then tomorrow, we'll be looking at the chapter Strangers and Friends. So, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all then.
1: We'll see you tomorrow.